This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Footballers DFS podcast with your hosts Kyle Borgannoni and Matthew Betts. Welcome in. We're here at Week Four on the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast. I'm your host Kyle Borgannoni, and I am joined by a very calm fellow, Matthew. Never in doubt, Betts. You know, Week Three, some weird things happen. And there was a time in my life where I was sad on Sunday. But you know who saved the day? None other than Leonard. No, I'm just kidding. Mac Hollins saved my bankroll on Sunday, which is a sentence I never in a million years would have thought I'd say. And is the exact reason why I love DFS so much. What a day for Mac Hollins. And listeners, like people are saying thank you to me because I updated my cash article Sunday morning and put Mac Collins in. I can take zero credit for this. When Kyle and I were talking early in the week, he brought up Mac Collins and I said, dude, it's Mac Collins. Are you serious? And a shout out to Kyle. He was on it and uh, all credit to him for that call. I know that won a lot of people some money. So shout out to you, Kyle. I mean, the Mac daddy came up big for every single person that said, hey, a $3,300 player is going to 10x on his salary. It was basically the highest outcome, the best game you'll ever see in Mac Collins' life. And we were fortunate to give listeners that play. We talked about it on Tuesday if Renfro was out. Talked about him on Friday's podcast. We had him in our best plays. Like, I, I feel happy that a lot of listeners had him in there because if you didn't have him or Romeo Dobbs, if you weren't punting there, you probably were burned elsewhere. And this week, I feel like we need to learn from those mistakes because the slate this week I find very tough. Like, it's, it's there's not a lot of great plays and a lot of great games. The game that has the highest total is starting to come down. So there's a lot of things I think we have to learn. But first, what we do every single week is we review our cash lineups. Straight cash, homie. What I also love about this process every single week is the things that we talk about on the podcast actually bear out for our listeners. And it kind of scares me. Like, 
Whatever I mention, people will actually do, and sometimes I don't even take my own advice, but I think late swap was a common theme that I got from people and messages, and that was something we talked about on Friday's show. I had a number of people that said, hey, I was behind the cash line, and I had a really chalky Leonard Fournette, and so instead I switched off of him, and I was able to get above the cash line. So I think if you need to go back to that, we talked about it last week at the beginning of the episode, make sure you go back, but late swap is a key thing. You and I almost went full on like, oh, we got to get out of this. We got to pull the, the rip cord and parachute out of here because it was looking bad until our boy, Matt Collins, had Matt a touchdown. Collins, of course. I mean, just <laughs> like we expect. I mean, you texted me. I was driving home, so I wasn't watching the game. And we were both like, hey, man, I, I think I'm going to have to get out of this. I, I'm I'm going to lose a lot of money if I don't figure out a situation. And then our boy, Matt Collins, scores. So how is the the sweat for you? The sweat's with bets. I mean, it was like a minute-to-minute situation. Like, <laughs> I was going through my head-to-heads, figuring out, you know, like where I could hang on and just stay with Leonard Fournette if I was already up with a big lead, or many places where I was kind of struggling. And I was like, you know, I gotta get off this. And I kept changing, kept changing, kept changing. And all of a sudden, Matt Collins catches a touchdown, and I'm like, okay, wait, I'm back in on Leonard Fournette because I jumped above the cash line. So um, it was a situation where I was ready to pivot if I needed to. Thank goodness for Mac Daddy saving us. Um, but what I was looking at was. The situation where I was at a, a 2v2, basically, it was like the Jaguars, which I had locked in because I thought Herbert wasn't going to play. I was surprised that he did, honestly. Looked less than 100% for sure. Um, and then Leonard Fournette, who was going to be the most popular player on the slate. We had that in a roster percentage report. So you know that information. So if you were struggling behind the cash line, you could easily just say, how can I get off Leonard Fournette? And in the late window, there weren't really great options. I chose in a couple of head-to-heads because I needed to make up some ground to go to Cordell Patterson because we know he's had a ceiling in the past on paper. Definitely not as good of a play as Leonard Fournette, but we know variance is high in football and it worked out in a couple of spots. So that this week, I think if you are looking for a specific example to look back to, week three of the NFL season is a perfect example of when late swap was really advantageous uh, if you used it. A lot of people were disappointed based on what happened with David Montgomery. He was rostered in 70 plus percent of double ups. And he goes down with an early injury. Khalil Herbert smashes. So I think process-wise, a lot of people can look back and say, hey, you know, Bears running back was awesome. But I would say his injury isn't what sunk people. It was how you constructed the rest of your roster. And so I want to talk about a point that you have here in the doc. There was only really one player in our roster construction. You and I landed on pretty much the same plays this week. And at the very end, I got swayed. And I thought it was a good argument. I I, I went in. This, this was me. But Brandon Cooks was actually our lowest rostered play, and he didn't work out so well. But what I noticed is because we went there uh, with a player like Brandon Cooks, we also liked T. Higgins in that same kind of spot, it did say that if he came through, the rest of the field wasn't going to have it. So you have to think about that. David Montgomery failed a lot of people. But what failed people more is the other chalkier options you had, the Joe Mixons. Like, if those people didn't come through, then your lineup was sunk if you stuck with Leonard Fournette. So luckily, you know, we didn't have uh, a third running back in there, and so that kind of changed things for us. But that's what you have to think. If I have a chalky play that doesn't hit, the rest of the field is also feeling that too. Yep, for sure. And yeah, I think we can put a bow on the late swap stuff for this situation specifically. I just want to talk about my cast strategy this week real quick. And I have it on the dock here, the T Higgins versus Brandon Cooks situation. As you said, I was kind of waffling back and forth on the podcast. I said, my inclination is I want to go down to Jalen Hurts and I want to save the money to spend up elsewhere. If I did that, I could have played T Higgins and Jalen Hurts instead of Josh Allen and Brandon Cooks. And obviously in hindsight, it looks silly because 
Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts scored the same points, and Brandon Cooks was a dud. But the rationale for that to get up to Jalen Hurts was I thought he was a tier above uh, Hurts on this slate. Clearly, that's the wrong analysis because of how it worked out. But with how many injuries they had in the Buffalo secondary, with how Tua had been playing and the aggressiveness from Mike McDaniel's offense, I just thought his ceiling was so much higher versus going up against a Carson Wentz-led Manders team, who we kind of said, like, I'm a little worried about the Washington football team or the commanders this week. Um, So that's kind of why I chose to get off of T. Higgins. In hindsight, I really should have played him. I mean, better quarterback going up against the Jets, better quality of game environment, like higher team total. Um, so I think Brandon, playing Brandon Cooks in hindsight, not only from a results standpoint, from a process standpoint, I think was a big mistake. We played him because Jalen Johnson was out, but we know there's so much research that, sh- that says cornerback matchups don't really matter that much. And I put way too much emphasis on that. So I'm lucky to come up with a win, but I just want to point that out for people that I definitely made that mistake this week. I will say that the Bills, I mean, they ran 53 plays in the second half. So the opportunities were there. They didn't even punt. I mean, I think Josh Allen should have had 40-plus DK points. Like, I think that's kind of where he was. Threw the ball, what, 63 times? So yeah, something there, stupid like that. So there's a lot of points left on the table. He still hit above his projection. So in our projections, we had him at like 27, and he hit 30-plus points. So I think overall it was a good week. A lot of people uh, were kind of sad when Montgomery went down and some other options didn't come through. Like, I don't know, Amon Ra. Just, it just didn't happen for him, right? I mean... We both played right. him. We both played him. <laughs> so we'll talk about him. He was on his way to a massive day, I will say, before the ankle injury, of course. And he he would. He got tackled at the one, I believe. Oh, like, he's popping in the, the tackle at the one metric that, you know, it takes four weeks of data for me to really get this model going. But right now he's number one on the list. He's probably always number one on your list, but his price is really high this week. He's the wide receiver three in DraftKings. Yeah, and he's up there. He might not even play. I know. That's the thing. Like, it might not even matter. We won't even have to talk about it. But if you want to get all of our picks, you can get them in the DFS Pass. Go to DFSPass.com. Use the promo code DFSPOD. Save 10%. I got another message right before we we're recording, and someone said, hey, I got to 4X this week on the DFS Pass price. It's paid for itself. And also, he's like, I got to enter into some free contests. DraftKings has those every week. There's lots of you know people. He said, I cashed in that. And that paid for the pass itself. He said, I would encourage people like playing those free ones and you're basically going to be able to win those and, and win a lot more. We had another listener, man, that screenshot of I turned $3 into $10,000 this week was awesome. And also caused my wife to say, why is that not you? <laughs> Do you get that? Yeah. That, I didn't, I didn't tell her, you know, it's one of those situations okay. where you just, you just leave it go. Uh, congratulations. I think it was uh, Scott who did that. But yes, I'm not going to bring that up to uh, to my wife. <laughs> so yes, go to DFSPass.com. You get all of our picks, everything in there. But let's talk about the week four. State of the main slate. Each week, we will be referring to the DraftKings Sportsbook lines. It's where Bets and I play. You can go to sportsbook.draftkings.com. And we're going to check on the wager before we look at the lines for this week. Bets, you're looking pretty good with your Raiders bet. Yeah, I took him under eight and a half wins. I got that at plus money. It was kind of a thin projected play when I took it, but because of the plus money, I thought it was decent value. Um, They've had opportunities. They just haven't capitalized, and I think they will come around eventually, but you know, they're not really a elite team, in my opinion, and we have that tough AFC West schedule coming up, so that looks pretty good. Right now, they are currently 0-3. I took J.K. Dobbins under his rushing total, and you know, we saw him have only seven carries, 
this past week. And on the season, his total's at 875, which can't sound scary, but we're seeing a different Baltimore offense. Like, they're ranking fifth in neutral pass rate, and I think we're going to keep getting games like this. If their defense is this bad, and Lamar is playing out of his mind, they would be stupid to return to just a ground-and-pound approach. Their offensive line is also pretty banged up. So I'm feeling pretty good about that one. I think he's never going to be a full-time back like coming off his major injury. So, I don't know, under 875 feels pretty safe at this point, knowing that we had some injury uh, stuff baked in to start the year. So let's talk about this week and the lines for it. There's a lot that's shifted. There's one game that's clearly above the rest, and there's another one that's sitting at 50, and I think it's going to keep falling. So tell us the 50-plus games. Yeah, there's really not that many this week there's one which looks awesome we got josh Allen on the bills taking on lamar and the ravens 51 and a half total there uh the seahawks and the lions sitting at 50 points we're going to talk about that game uh i'm i'm skeptical to say the least and then cleveland taking on your falcons uh that one right now at 49 and a half i've seen it on some books at 50 but it's kind of right at that 49 and a half 50 mark that game opened at 48 so it keeps getting bet up and the cleveland one yes Ooh, I'm surprised. Marcus Mariota, baby. I know. So the Browns offense is fun. Rushing-wise, like you know you can count on Cream uh, Hunt and Nick Chubb, who's the RB1 overall. But, yes, there's some pieces to the Atlanta game. Like, are we going to be talking about that game on Thursday, like the one Falcons game all year that I get to talk about? I think so, because of the slate. I mean, <laughs> there's not much on the slate that I, you get excited about. I think it's it's a pretty good spot and both defenses have a lot of holes both running games are good i'm really interested in cordial patterson i never thought i would say there's a 30 love the confidence love the confidence (laughs) i just i think i think there's something there so we'll talk about that game but yeah it's been bet up uh almost at 50 now give us the top five team implied total teams yeah there's a couple sitting there right at 27 and a half uh bills eagles lions the lions won uh, is coming down so by the time you listen to this it might actually be lower i saw it a couple books yesterday at like 28 28 and a half now it's at 27 and a half but they're the top three cleveland at 25 and a half and then green bay 25.3 so looking at the slate just kind of giving some overview of it we have one less game because there's a london game between minnesota and new orleans and a lot of low totals there are four or five games on this slate that currently have a total under 43 points so there's a lot of grossness on this including uh, Bears and Giants currently at 39 for the over-over, over-under. Man, how popular is Buffalo and Baltimore going to be? I mean, head and shoulders above any other game on the slate from a game stack. And I was writing it up in the Vegas Report article in the DFS Pass, and I was like, look, there's nothing on paper that says you shouldn't play it. The only reason you're not going to stack this game is if there's anything that's salary prohibitive, which I haven't done that that much analysis yet, but salary prohibitive or just being contrarian. I mean, both teams' pass rate over expectation, neutral pass rate, explosiveness, playmakers, it has everything you want. And on this slate, it could just be the one that blows the other ones out of the water. So the only reason, in my opinion, you don't play it is is just to get contrarian. Yeah, it's just a game theory thing. I was thinking about it earlier. There's even cheap contrarian pieces in this game. If it hits the over, it's a 51.5. But Devin cheap Duvernay, pe- baby. Yeah, that's Devin Duvernay, Isaiah McKenzie, you know, throw in a Dawson Knox. We saw last week Devin Singletary was the piece that you needed from the Buffalo side. If you took Devin Singletary and got out of there, then 
you're in a really good spot while everyone else was trying to game stack that whole game. So there's lots of different ways to attack it, but it's going to be far and away the most popular. Uh, what other game would you say is going to be up there people are stacking? Yeah, I threw on the dock here uh, Philly and Jacksonville, and it's because both teams, both offenses are rolling right now. Number one and number two in EPA per play on early downs are these two offenses. You have the revenge game for Doug Peterson going back to Philly. Um, and, you know, right now, not only in the betting markets, but in fantasy, everyone is in love with Jalen Hurts and what the Eagles are doing. I mean, I can't blame them. Um, so they're going to be popular. And it's kind of clean on Jacksonville. Like, you know where the football is going to create a game stack. You know, it's, it's James Robinson, it's Kirk, and Zay Jones is super cheap. I think I'll be pretty popular this week. So I do think it's going to be popular. Doesn't mean you can't play it. Just I think early in the week, it will be one of those games. The Eagles, the Eagles look good, man. Really, really good. I know last week, their defense was one of the, my favorite plays to play in tournaments. Uh, but really, you know, there's people that were stacking Jalen Hurts, Devonta Smith, and the Eagles defense I saw in some tournaments. I was like, wow, that is a crazy stack that happened to work out for you. Uh, what, they have like nine sacks in Carson Wentz? Yeah, something rid ridiculous. Props to Devonta Smith, one of our GPP calls this past week, who uh, went off. He's awesome. But, man, there's just so many different ways you could use the Eagles. Miles Sanders didn't come through this past week. I think he's a great contrarian play, too, in that game. But we'll definitely be talking about that one on Friday's podcast. What do you think is the sneakiest game on the slate? I put this on here only because of the slate context. And I'm putting the Cleveland-Atlanta game. And I think it's because people don't really want to stack Jacoby Brissett or Marcus Mariota. Like, when you see those two quarterback names going up against each other, you can tell yourself, this can go south a lot of ways. And I have that feeling, which I feel like, as a result, the field might not play it. But on this slate, I'm trusting Vegas. I'm trusting the trends of getting bet up. Um, you know, Drake London is a stud. Kyle Pitts is a stud. Like, there's ways you can get there on this on this game. So if people are off of it because it's getting bet up in the market, you kind of have to just close your eyes when you're making lineups. Don't don't worry about Brissette and Mariota. But um, if it is going to be one of those flying under the radar, I do have some interest on it because I was going to put something else on this on this spot, like you know, Chargers and Texans, but like, you can't trust Davis Mills, like the Jets and the Steelers, like you can't do that. You know, there's just, there's really gross games. So if it is getting bet up, I, I do think you can go there. That total feels high though. Does that shock you when you saw it? You're like, whoa. I want to take the under. I'm not going to lie. If it gets bet up to 50, then yes, I think it's in that spot where Cleveland wants to slow the game down and their defense hasn't been as good. Uh, I looked this up earlier. Atlanta somehow ranks number one in adjusted line yards for offensive line, and Cleveland ranks 29th as a defensive unit. So I think both these teams want to run the ball. They're not trying to throw the ball, you know, 30 times a game. So I, from a pace standpoint, we'll look about we'll look at that and talk later in the week. Like there's a lot of concerns I have for it hitting that total, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of pieces, a lot of cheap pieces too. Like if you want to play Mariota in cash, I get it. We'll talk about him in a second. I put Arizona and Carolina, two teams that are very disappointing. Baker Mayfield, probably out of the league, you know, next week. It's <laughs> next week. <laughs> it's gross. It's a gross game environment. But I also think there's a lot of pieces that can go off. Like CMC is going to have a ceiling game in a second. Like it's, it's going to come. DJ Moore. Is he going to be resurrected from the dead? This is the matchup to I do it. I hope so. I hope so. It is on paper. But Baker, man, it's just... We all thought, and this is, you know, Jason said this on his things to remember, like we thought Baker would be the best quarterback he ever played with. Well, it doesn't matter. And same is true for Terry McLaurin and Carson Wentz. You know, those guys just don't move the needle. But 
he's getting cheap. You bet on talent, and the matchup's great. So if if a roster percentage report shows that no one's playing DJ Moore, his price, man, just keeps coming down. Like I think you take your shots. The total's only at 44. The Panthers are two-point home favorites, but Arizona is a good road team. They have weird splits. They're Kyler's 14 and 10 in his career on the road. Kingsbury's been pretty successful. Uh, so that's just an interesting game. I love what we saw from Hollywood, somebody that we've kind of propped up the last couple of weeks. 17 targets, what, 14 for 140. So sneaky game, sneaky game stack. Which game do you want to be underweight on? I listed here Chicago and the Giants. And on paper, you would say, well, obviously, bets these two teams are not that great. So why would we stack it? But this is a situation where I think these guys are going to be pretty popular. You have David Montgomery injury situation, making Khalil Herbert likely one of the most popular cash game and tournament plays if he sits. And then on the Giants side, Saquon's usage is insane, so he's going to project very well. So I just feel like there's pieces here that are going to be really popular, but the game environment is so, so gross. Um, Where is it at? Is it at uh, 39 currently? Actually, 38 and a half. I just wrote it up. It dropped another half point between these two teams. And the other tricky situation is people could probably talk themselves into Giants wide receivers, right? With the Sterling Shepard unfortunate news. It just feels like one of those games where the it's going to project well from the player standpoint, but the environment is is terrible. So if people are going there in tournaments, I will be off of it. I wrote I wrote this on Monday, and then it keeps dropping, but Seattle and Detroit is a game that I already was like, Ugh, I don't know if I like this. And then we get the injury news, DeAndre Swift, Amon Ra. It's going to keep dropping in total. But there's a lot of reasons to not like this game. Detroit ranks 30th in neutral pass rate. And their efficiency was something that I kind of brought up after the first two weeks. Like, hey, they're not going to continue to be this team, especially in the red zone. And it wasn't there. And if you don't have Amon Ra or DeAndre Swift and you have, I don't know, is Jamal Williams going to be maybe the most popular play on the slate? I mean, DK is not giving him away. He's, what, 6,100? So I think he, I think for his role, people are going to play him for sure. But it's not like he's a $4,500 back. Right. I think that for what he's done, and he's been really good, he leads the entire league and carries inside the 10. So he's just a player that I think you can have bankable volume. I just think that it's a place where I don't want to go in a game. Seattle's side is going to be up and down. I think that game screams under. I I think it's going to be bet down. This is my prediction. If Amon Ra is out, I think this game will end up around 45. I think it's definitely going to be a bet down. I actually took the under not only on the game total. Don't take my advice. I'm not a great sides and totals better, but it's the under. And I took the under on the Lions team total because, yeah, you're right. If Swift's out and Amon Ra's out, like, do I trust Jared Goff, Josh Reynolds, and DJ Chark to be explosive? Not really. And Geno Smith's on the other side of the football. A lot of people were making noise of, look at what they're doing in pass rate over expectation in week one. They're number three in the league, but they are slowly coming back down to earth. Pete Carroll showing his true colors in his uh, Air Monarchs, chewing his gum. So th- I- I'm with you. This game screams under. And if it's going to be popular, I'm going to be shying away from it. All right, let's pause for a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. You want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away? Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. The world isn't wide enough. 
Get immersed in the expansive views of the 48-inch customizable panoramic display in the all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid. Explore more at Lincoln.com. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. All right, a couple more categories here before we get to the salary standouts. Which team are you most confident hits the over? Wow. I see what team you have in here, and it surprised me. It's mostly just fading the Falcons. Um, or Sorry, not the Falcons, the Cardinals. Uh, t- 23 points for Carolina. I think they can get there in this spot. I know Baker hasn't been awesome, but uh, the Cardinals have just been giving it up to everyone. So I will take the Carolina Panthers, which is very scary to say, over 23 I, points. You sound trembling when you were saying that. <laughs> Arizona's given up the most yards per play in the league. And right. I just... I, I agree. I think this is a time to buy into CMC or DJ Moore. I say that with trepidation with DJ Moore. I'm going to say the Ravens. I think that their team implied total is too low. It's at 24 right now. I think that game's going to keep getting bet up because of the public. And I think they should win. I think they can win at home. Uh, in terms of neutral pass rate, they're fifth in the league. Buffalo's third. Their defense has been atrocious, though. Like they, The Patriots hung in that game for a while with Devontae Parker having a crazy game out of nowhere and Ramondre Stevenson where this Buffalo team is obviously a lot better, but I like Lamar. He's our boy. He's our King. And, uh, I continue to believe in the Ravens. So yes, you want to buy into that team. I'll take their over. Which team are you most confident hits the under of their implied total? Yeah, I just talked about it. I'm going to go with the lions. I think they go under 27 and a half points. Uh, I found that if, if you're interested on DraftKings, uh, I got it minus one Oh five. I'm going to take the Raiders. I don't like the line in that game. Uh, it's an afternoon game. I feel like it's going to fly under the radar, but it's Raiders minus two against the Broncos, where the Broncos defense has been stout. They just have not been able to convert uh, near the goal line. So I would take right now the Broncos and the points on the road. Um, Raiders backing Nathaniel Hackett, huh? No, I'm backing that, Russell Wilson. Nathaniel Hackett would be the last person. No, not the last person. There's some other people that are way lower on my list. But like, yeah, I, I'm i not a big fan, though, of what I've seen so far. He hasn't I mean, translated. How can you be? He hasn't translated what they did in Green Bay here at all. Like, you would think you'd be able to say, there's a proof of concept. Here's what they want to do. And it hasn't worked at all. I hope they turn it around quick, man. Russell Wilson, 1.9% touchdown rate through three weeks. Not great basically one of the most efficient quarterbacks of all time is now being is cratering to everything going on. So I don't like the Raiders this week. Um, and really that game's at 44 and a half. I don't love it. I wish, man, I wish the Broncos, like you look at their schedule, you'll get everything else. They have fourth place schedule. I took the over on the win total. There's so much more there. Can they get, <laughs> and they're still two and one, aren't they? Yes. Their win total. I got it at 10. Do you think they can hit that? I do think they turn it around eventually, but it might be a couple weeks. All right. Let's look at the salary standouts for this week. Salary standouts. I want to give a little shout out right now before we get any salaries. My brother is in the house getting to uh, sit in on this episode. Flew all the shout way here. From, shout out to Will. Uh, DFS, pa- uh, DFS Pass subscriber dfs pod listener he's uh he's he's there 
Um, so yeah, we get to walk through these things and talk about DFS. He's a Falcons fan, so he feels it. But big win this past week, right? I mean, Betsy, were Huge you proud? Did, did you think they were going to win? Uh, I actually kind of did think they were going to pull that one out. I did not. I, I mean, how could you ever have confidence in what what in the last three years would ever make you question the Falcons? Three years is a very short time frame. What in the last 20 years <laughs> would you be able to say Fair point. <laughs> that you feel good about? All right, let's talk about the salary standouts on DraftKings. We'll throw in some Fanduel ones as well. Man, quarterback is boring. One week I want to come on here and not talk about Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen, but we're going to do it again. I hate, I hate the middle tier options this week. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think you just pick which one you like best. You could play any of these guys, and I wouldn't think it's a bad play. You know, you got Josh Allen, Lamar, and Hertz. They are the top options. They are priced as such. But I think this year especially, we are seeing the trend of what we've seen the last three years, which is the elite quarterback separating well above the others. And, you know, if you're not playing those guys, it's tough because you really can't make it up. Like, you have to hit on your wide receivers, running backs, and if you miss, you're done because Josh Allen... Hertz and Lamar, they can just bury you. So those are our plays that we like early in the week for obvious reasons. I listed on the doc just to throw them out here as a contrarian piece. I don't think I can go there in cash personally, but Marcus Mariota, 5.6K, he's been up 16 plus drafting points in every start he's had so far. I know uh, Mike made him the uh, his streamer of the week for redraft leagues. You could talk me into it. You know, Cleveland giving up 20 plus fantasy points to quarterback so far. So you could do worse, I think, this week than Marcus Mariota. If there were options that we felt really good about at running back that was like, this is a smash play for this person, then I, I could see myself playing Mariota. But based on my roster constructions, there's a lot of running backs in the in the 5K range that we're okay with. Uh, I mean, Jamal Williams is going to be a popular play at 6K. Like We're not having to spend up at running back the way that we used to. We're like, oh, I want two studs in there. So I don't know if you'll need the savings. He's averaged eight rushing attempts per game and over 30 yards for Mariota. So I don't know, like if Mariota gave you 20 points, you'd feel good about it based on his price. He'd like almost 4X. But the ceiling this week of Allen Lamar in Hertz is just like 40 points. And that would just bury you in cash if you didn't have them. So I will be playing Allen Lamar Hertz. Do you have a lean on one of those three right now? It's Tuesday. You can change your mind later in the week. Yeah, don't don't lock this in. But my early take is like, I mean, this game environment looks so good between Buffalo and Baltimore. And we know historically, if one quarterback goes off, chances are the other one is. So I think you play one of those two because I feel pretty confident that one of them is going to have a great game, which will push the other one. So game environment, it's only 100 bucks to go up from Jalen Hurts to Lamar and 200 to Josh Allen. So I think one of those two. I'm probably going to do Allen just because of the 300-yard bonus and how bad Baltimore's been. I just you can't do wrong though i will say that these three i think you're and one of them is going to fail probably but based on <laughs> can't wait can't wait next week to talk about josh allen's lone bad game of the year it'll be fun at running back we get some good pricing here where there's some values like you can actually fit in two of these i think a lot of constructions will have two cheapies this week so we don't really have clarity on the chicago situation i think if Montgomery's out, then Herbert will be the the most popular play. But what happens if Montgomery does play? Those two are in a great situation against the Giants. I mean, it's a good spot, but what are you doing with those Chicago running backs? 
I mean, if Montgomery plays, my early lean is to not play either of them. I just don't know that you can really go there because we. I know they're calling him day-to-day. I think David Montgomery is more injured than they're telling us right now based off the mechanism of the high ankle sprain. Uh, so I'm concerned about David Montgomery. But if he's active, I don't think you can go to either of them because I think they just eat into each other. And, you know, the price isn't like they're giving either one away. So for me, it would be a no play if, if Montgomery is active. Yeah, that's what I'm leaning to. I just know that there's going to be a lot of steam from – Redraft leagues this week, waivers with Khalil Herbert. So I think it's one of those spots where you need Montgomery to be out to really get clarity on the situation. And then, yeah, I'm going to be playing Herbert at 5.7. They're the same price on FanDuel, which is FanDuel did a good job of pricing up Herbert. Maybe it's a little too much, but at 7.2, that's a different conversation uh, based on who's in and who's out. Jamal Williams... I talked about him earlier at 6.1. They did a good job of pricing him up on DraftKings. Like you're not getting back in the day where you'd get Jamal Williams for like 4K or whatever. They don't price running backs down like that. So thoughts on him? Yeah, I mean, Swift, basically we already know is going to be out. And Jamal Williams has already been one of the, the top 10 running backs in fantasy, even with Swift on there. So it's easy to plug him in there and say he's going to get more work, which he will. And he's been successful when he's had 15 plus carries in his career, which I do think he can get that in this spot. So I think in cash games, you don't overthink it. I do think he is a good play. I bet it'll be over 50% in double ups. I think so too. Damian Pierce at 5.6. I talked him up last week and he was actually good. I'm still forming my thoughts this week on him, but uh, they play the Chargers at home. Texans did beat the Chargers last year with a huge game for my boy Rex Burkhead. Uh, thoughts on Damian Pierce? I mean, the scary thing with Pierce, and it's going to be like this every week because I can't see the, the Texans being favored in many games, is that there's a chance it could get game scripted out. But if they keep it close, I mean, Rex Burkhead has been completely phased out from a touches standpoint. He's still playing and running routes, but Damian Pierce is getting so much volume that at this price, I still think he's viable in cash. Rashad Penny is a name that you have on here. I think it's more just to put it on people's radar. I had him last week as somebody I was like, I'm pretty interested in him against the Falcons. This is a great spot against the Lions, but you're saying it's more of a leverage point of people that are playing Jamal Williams. Exactly. Yeah. Jamal Williams is going to be one of the most popular, if not the most popular on the slate. And we already said if Amon Ra doesn't play, people are going to talk themselves into DJ Chark, TJ Hawkinson, those sort of names. And so you could just say, I think this game hits the under. I'm going to go complete GPP leverage. I'm just going to play Rashad Penny and move on, which I think is a pretty savvy move early in the week. We'll see what happens, but just want to point it out. He's so cheap, 4.9K, and he's actually been getting decent run um, in the last couple of weeks. And sneaky note, uh, Travis Homer left last week with a rib issue. If he does not play, now we have a two-man backfield instead of a three-man backfield, which we know those two-man backfields are normal in the NFL. We can get there. It's tricky when he's getting subbed out for Travis Homer in passing situations. But if Homer sits, I think he's a great leverage play. Sneaky Travis Homer note, a sentence that most people would not utter, but you are, are doing the dirty work with the injuries. I mean, last week we were searching the news while recording on Thursday for Mac Hollins and Roger Renfro news. This week it's Travis Homer, so what could go wrong? I like the Rashad Benny call. He's always somebody that can erupt and have a you know 150 and two. So that's what you want if they gain uh, the game script goes their way and. I think tr- things are not trending super well for the Lions. So if you had asked me right now, I would take the Seahawks plus, I think it's five and a half right now. Let's talk about the high price guys because Saquon gets the Monday night pricing glitch where things don't change. He looked great um, at 8K versus the Bears. 
is he a solid cash play? I mean, he was already solid before the Sterling Shepard news. Now we have that. The wide receiver room is in shambles. I mean, Kenny Galladay is basically benched and there was trade rumors. So he is the offense. The issue is we know that the offensive line isn't great. And typically we don't love playing two running backs in the same same game. So if you're playing Khalil Herbert, you want to go to Saquon. I think from a medium projection standpoint in cash, it would be fine. But I would be very concerned about playing those two together in tournaments. It'll be interesting with that game, like you said. I, I want to pay up for either Saquon or CMC right now. Um, CMC is one of those things where it's like, he's been great on a median standpoint. I think people that are, you know, like, oh, he's, he's trash right now. Like, yes, the offense hasn't been great. He's still been a top 12 back and his usage is 21 plus opportunities a game. So that's top five usage in the league. That's what you want. And you're going to see an explosion. So I'll take CMC on either side on FanDuel. He's 8.8. So I like him there, but it probably between CMC and Saquon in that elite tier. Is that where you're at? Yep, I think so. All right, a couple other names I'll throw out on FanDuel. Antonio Gibson's only 6.6. And Tony Pollard, who looked great on Monday night. I wish he was more involved in the passing game. Like, I don't understand why they're not lining him up there. He only ran nine routes on Cooper Rush's 32 dropbacks. But his price stayed the same because of Monday night glitch. So uh, only 6K. On FanDuel, that is really low for a running back. Uh, We'll see. They play against Washington this week. It's a good matchup. Let's go to wide receiver. I highlighted this person in here. I know you will be happy to see it, but I've already circled him as early, an early favorite to be in my cash game lineup. It's AJ Brown at 7.4. He is priced down relative to where I think he should be on DraftKings. I love him. He's seen nine targets a game. I mean, tell me I'm smart. Uh, I will never tell you anything negative about the Eagles. So, AJ Brown is a great play every week. I mean, with how they're rolling right now, yeah, they're he's in play for sure. I also like CD Lamb. I know that that's like a curse word to some people, but his price didn't change because of what happened on Monday night. So 6.7 is what you're getting for a player with a 33% target share, and they play against Washington, a matchup that you and I have just over and over again said, like, keep attacking the Washington secondary. So those two are kind of priced in a good spot relative to their roles in their offense. There's obviously better plays on this slate, uh, higher price guys. So uh, like Stefan Diggs, Devonte Adams, I think those are two of the better plays. Yep, for sure. I mean, it's kind of easy at the top. You can play any of them any week, right? Um, I also just throw out too, if you're going down in pricing a little bit, I do like the, the CD Lamb call, by the way. But if you're going down even further, one name that stuck out to me, Deontay Johnson at 6K. He's a guy that I feel like is the classic cash game wide receiver that you know you're going to get six, seven catches, 70 to 90-ish yards most weeks, and that's great for cash. But I question the ceiling always in tournaments. The Jets, entering last week, were 29th at PFF coverage grade as a unit. I did not see what they got updated to, but you saw Tyler Boyd go off. Uh, T. Higgins had a nice game. Jamar Chase caught a touchdown. So the Jets secondary is woeful. I think Deontay Johnson can get volume for sure. I love him in cash this week at 6K. And then in the same game, Garrett Wilson, sneaky trend of just elite, elite usage. The concern, of course, is if Zach Wilson is back under center, can you go there? I don't think so, but the numbers are, I think are going to say he's a good play. I just want to point it out. 5.4K GPP target, maybe. We'll see, but good price for a guy who's really ascending. Uh, I like those calls. Another couple of guys in the 6K range, Christian Kirk. I just need to say that this was a pretty big whiff on my part. I don't have a ton of Christian Kirk in best ball. 
mostly because I didn't love the Jacksonville offense. But Christian Kirk at 6.6. If there's one spot you can attack Philadelphia, it's in the middle of the field in the slot. So I like Christian Kirk. Gabe Davis is the same price, 6.6. I, I like him for tournaments. Coming back last week, I thought he would have more limited snaps. Like the dude was out there for what, like 90 snaps against something ridiculous. Yeah, almost. I think it was almost 90% and at less than 100%. Yeah. So he's interesting. And then we mentioned DJ Moore. 5.3 is a sad price to see. 5.3 is a disgrace to this man's talent, but that's what Baker's doing to him. So right now, would you say he's in consideration in cash, but you're just, you're too scared to do it? I mean, I can see a situation where you're building your lineups and you have just about like $5,500 left or something and you just scroll and you're like, oh, DJ Moore. And then you just pause for a second. Your thumb is right over the button and you just keep scrolling. (laughs) That's what it feels like is going to happen. But I think the math is going to say is a good play. It's just there is concern with Baker Mayfield. I'm going to say something gross. You can just put it right back in my face. Is there a Giants wide receiver this week that we can use as a punt play? Because... Sterling Shepard's gone. Richie James, 4K, so that's cheap. David Sills. All right, David Sills is probably going to be their starting outside wide receiver. We don't have... He's a, already, he already is. Right. And he's, he's playing over in the Do you know what he is, price-wise? Uh, I'm going to guess 3200 I don't know if that's accurate or not. What if I told you he was the stone men for 3K? Okay, now we're talking, buddy. Matt okay. Collins, 2.0. No, no, I'm never... No one will ever repeat that. <laughs> Please. Somebody's going somebody's gonna to hear this advice and say... They got it right this past week. I'm going to play David Sills. I just wanted to mention the name early in the week as somebody who's going to get snaps. It is a gross game environment, though. Chicago and yeah. New York. Um, and also, if you're playing Saquon, do not punt with David Sills. Like, I would not do no. that in the same game. But 3K, let's say you get six points. You would be a happy person spending down there. Um, we don't have an update on Wondell, right? Not yet. I mean, I searched this morning for so long to find something because he's the person we want to play in the slot on a PPR site and we didn't get any information there. Um, let's go to tight end. I think David and Joku will be the most popular player. If Amon Ra is out, then TJ Hawkinson will shoot up there. He's at 4.1 and Joku's at 3.7. Any thoughts on those two? Yeah, I mean, it's all dependent right on Amon Ra. Of course, his massive usage would open up TJ Hawkinson. The only concern for me is we already talked about the game environment and the team systemically has risk with two, their two best playmakers most likely out of the lineup. And can you play Williams and Hawkinson together? That worries me a little bit. But again, just pointing out the price, it's a decent price for the role he could have if Amon Ra is out. I'll throw out Darren Waller. Uh, we need to get Hunter Renfro news. I'm pretty sure he'll be back this week. But I think Darren Waller is a great play at his price at 5.6. But my plan this week is Njoku or Hawkinson in cash and maybe Mark Andrews. Cause we don't have Kelsey on this slate. Like Andrews projects super well uh, this week for a lot of different reasons, game environment and everything. And I still think he's not priced up enough for a ceiling. So uh, that's kind of the routes that I'm going in tight. And we'll see if a punt play emerges later on in the week, but at defense, who do you like? Yeah, I'm going to throw out Tennessee, mostly just fading Matt Ryan. Uh, five sacks in back-to-back weeks through three picks last week. None last, uh, or sorry, two weeks ago, none last week. But again, just watching him play and kind of watching the trend for the Colts has been quite negative outside of our boy Pity City. So I think you could definitely do worse this week if you're looking to save money to go down to the Titans at 2.5. 
Carolina looks good at home. Their defense was awesome this past week if you wanted to use them. Uh, Chicago and the Giants, I feel like you could pick either of those defenses and be fine in a low total. And then in the punt play section, what do we think about Houston? 2.4 against the Chargers, which it is so sad to think about the Chargers, the way they play against the Jaguars, then say, am I going to play a defense against them again? The thing with the Chargers is we know the explosion is coming at some point, right? And I don't want to buy into playing a defense against them when they're when the market assumes they're at their lowest. So last week it made sense if you played the Jaguars because we thought Herbert would would not play or be very limited. I think each week that goes by he's gonna be more healthy. So I don't think I can go there uh, from a saving standpoint. I prefer just to get up to Tennessee if you have a hundred bucks. On Friday we'll get to play, uh, you know, talk through our cash picks and. I think there'll be another one that emerges when we get some more information. I wish the Packers were cheap against Brian Hoyer, uh, but we're probably not going to get that. And they're really expensive. Uh, but I, I think I like the Titans call. I think that's a, a good one at home. If you want to play with us, do that every single week at ballersdfs.com. Get part of our DraftKings League. We will open up one this week for a really exciting Thursday night game against the Dolphins and the Bengals. Those are always fun. So you go to ballersdfs.com, enter the contest. We all have some that are live. That's what always I'm, I'm, it's confusing because people join the league and then the contests are just sitting there and they don't join them sometimes. So if you want to be a part of that, you get notifications when I have new contests, but there's always contests sitting there live and you get to play with people like bets. And sometimes you take our money and I mean, I love it because I like when you play with us, but I don't really like that aspect of it. I got 12th in our listener contest this week out of like 600-something. There you go. That's solid. I did not do well on that one. That was a pretty bad lineup. Uh, it was it was, it was was pretty good. And I had some other listeners say, hey, I cashed here for the first time, so it's a great one to be a part of. But we have a special little announcement here that I wanted to save at the end of the show for those people that are, you know, they have the endurance, they have the stamina, the resilience to stand to the very end. This week, you will be on a special assignment from corporate and by corporate, I mean like Andy, Mike, and Jason. You're going to Vermont. So you want to tell people what you'll be doing there? Because it's it's a big deal. Yeah, this is huge. I mean, they are uh, paying for a chartered flight to get up there. I'll be there Thursday through Sunday, monitoring the weather each day outside. Just every day. Being, just able, outside. <laughs> being able to see if it's actually snowing. Because we know the snow model is undefeated. We saw it last week. Little snow in Vermont. Uh, shout out to Sugarbush, the mountain there. Little snow. And Derrick Henry went absolutely berserk. So... The model's undefeated. Why would we fade it now? So I will not be here for the podcast on Friday. We have a special guest joining. Do I want to share it, Kyle, or should I let people you can hang on it. for it? You can share it. Okay. It'll be Jason, uh, which is I'm very excited about to listen to that as a, a fan. But yeah, I'll be calling in to the studio and reporting. So make sure you're on social media for this weather update from Vermont. I'll be there Thursday to Sunday. That's right. I'll have Big Shimmy with me. Uh, we'll get to talk about the slate. Jason gets to play every single week. We have our DraftKings segment on the main show. And then, uh, yeah, every single week when we put out the DFS past content, content, Jason reads it himself, and then we go back and forth about his lineup. So he's he's pretty stoked about talking about the games, talking about how to construct cash lineups. Uh, I think it'll be a really, really fun thing. But, yeah, all, the main thing Betts does, just to be clear, is he stands outside. He just kind of puts his you know finger to his tongue and, t- and just out there just to get the wind chill factor. <laughs> and then it's as simple what he sends in to corporate is yes or no. That's it. That's yeah. the model. Is it's, it- yeah, and it's that's all it is. It, take, it doesn't take into account anything in the future, nothing in the past. So last week means nothing. It has to be snowing in the same week 
that the the Titans are playing. So uh, I'm very excited for the special assignment. Like I said, chartered flight, um, extra snacks, warm gear to be out in the elements. You know, it'll be great. Yeah, I know you have to like put up a tent and everything out there on the mountain, but uh, we'll make sure that you're back. And, you know, we talked about maybe we get up a green screen and we just shoot live from there, a live report. Uh, We'll see. We'll have to. We'll see what we'll do it. But, yeah, should be a good week. Uh, Bets, sign us off because we'll hear from you next week. I know. I'm going to miss everyone this week. I feel sad but excited about the snow model good luck to everyone this week uh make sure you're tuned in for friday it should be a lot of fun i'll be in the contest so you'll be playing with me make sure you're in the dfs pass we'll see you next week thank you for listening to another edition of the fantasy footballers dfs podcast don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com